Welcome to Big Skywriter, the podcast for storytellers of all shapes and sizes. Whether you write novels, teach classes, or just tell your friends what you did last weekend, if you're a storyteller, this podcast is for you. Here's the host of Big Skywriter, Clint Morey. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for dropping by to listen. This is episode 31. The end of the world, or just another presidential election? Now, in case you haven't noticed it, there is a presidential election going on in America at the moment. And I have to admit, it's rather unusual. Republican Donald Trump, the President of the United States, versus Democrat Joe Biden, the former Vice President of the United States. They have very different views of where America is and which direction America should be heading in the future. And if you watch the recent presidential debate, you probably picked up on a few things. Here's some things I noticed. My first observation was interruptions. You saw Donald Trump interrupt Joe Biden several times to the point of rudeness. Now, that's not to say Biden was a quiet, serene personality. Biden actually tried to interrupt the president many times. He just wasn't able to out-volume Trump. Trump definitely won the interruption war. Now, if you're a teacher or a parent or a decent human being, this is probably not a video you would want to show to people, showing them how to engage with others. Which brings me to my second observation. Name-calling. If you watched the debate, you could easily have picked up that these two individuals did not seem to esteem each other highly. And if you read the transcript, you would have noticed there was an awful lot of name-calling. The president described the vice president in some less-than-complimentary ways. Quote, There's nothing smart about you, Joe. Or... Quote, I've done more in 47 months than you've done in 47 years, Joe. Not real nice. But if you read the transcript of what the vice president said about the president, it's pretty clear the vice president was not exactly complimentary in describing the president. Quote, everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. Everybody knows he's a liar. Or, quote, Folks, do we have any idea what this clown is doing? Or, quote, this man doesn't know what he's talking about. Or, quote, would you shut up, man? Or, quote, do you believe for a moment what he's telling you in light of all the lies he's told you? Or, quote, you are the worst president America's ever had. Or, quote, it's hard to get a word with this clown. Or, quote, This is a president who has used everything as a dog whistle to try to generate racist hatred, racist division. Or, quote, he's a racist. Or, quote, he wouldn't know a suburb unless he took a wrong turn. Or, quote, he's Putin's puppy. Or, quote, never keeps his word. Okay, now, looking back on those comments, Biden may have lost the interruption contest. But he certainly won the Call Your Opponent a Name contest. Now, I was a teacher for over a quarter of a century, and I've heard this kind of talk before, usually from children, immature children who had not been taught good manners, 
For those of you who are parents, would you want your children to talk to other people the way these two men talk to each other? Now, the supporters of each candidate feels, if their opponent is selected, the world will literally come to an end. One side feels if their opponent wins, the rule of law will disappear, the Constitution will be thrown out, cancel culture will be the norm, the Marxist revolutionaries will control the country. The other side feels if their opponent wins, the president will make himself a dictator, destroy the economy, make millions die of the coronavirus, and cause racial division to become part of American life. Now think about this for a minute. If either side is right, it doesn't look too good for America. But what if both sides are right? Which brings us to the question you would normally expect to deal with in a political campaign. Who should you vote for? Now, I have a favorite candidate in this election, and I intend voting for that candidate, and I sincerely hope my candidate wins because I think it will be devastating to my country if the other candidate wins. But you need to understand something. Regardless of who wins, America is in trouble. Even if your candidate wins an overwhelming victory in the election, it won't solve America's problem. Because America's problem is not with Republicans or Democrats, rightists or leftists, Marxist revolutionaries or constitution-worshipping capitalists. America's problem is with God. We have, as individuals and as a nation, turned away from the God who created us and who created our country. You know, we still have on our coins the phrase, in God we trust, and in the Pledge of Allegiance, if you're still allowed to say the Pledge of Allegiance in your school, there's a phrase that says, one nation under God. That phrase is still there, at least in some places. But in today's America, the movies, the TV shows, the podcasts, the YouTube channels, social media, regularly attack, mock, insult, and ridicule God and his followers. The Bible teaches that the reality of God can be clearly seen in his creation. In fact, God says it's so clear that people have no excuse if they don't believe in him. Now, I have to admit that I live in a beautiful part of our world, western Montana, the big sky country. Stars fill the evening skies. The mountains are awesome. We have rivers, lakes, forests. It is incredible. But I've noticed that even in Montana, a lot of people spend more time looking at their phones and tablets and gaming systems than they spend looking at God's marvelous creation because people are wrapped up in themselves. The Bible says that people have chosen not to glorify him or give thanks to him, but instead, quote, their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened, unquote. Look around at America today. It is against the law for a public school teacher to tell his or her students that God created them, loves them, that Jesus Christ died to take the penalty for their sins so they can be reconciled to their Creator. Against the law. Instead, many public school teachers must teach a curriculum that often tries to force the precious lives given to them 
to adopt worldviews and make life decisions that will destroy them and lead them to spend an eternity in hell. The Parents Television Council found that violence and profanity have dramatically increased in TV programs designed for young, below age 14, viewers. Drag queens perform for little children in public libraries while the parents watch and clap. There was a Netflix film about a gay Jesus which they presented as a comedy. There's a South Park episode, that's an animated show, that shows Jesus snorting cocaine and calling it a comedy also. And then there's the recently released Netflix film sexualizing young girls as young as 11, and they call it a coming-of-age film. Now, after the company was indicted in Texas for distributing lewd visual material of a child, the co-CEO of Netflix argued, quote, It's a little surprising in 2020 America that we're having a discussion about censoring storytelling, unquote. Surprising? Are we that far gone? We tell adult males if they identify as females, they have a right to go into a girl's or woman's locker room. And if the female objects, she is evil. We crush babies' skulls, rip off their arms and legs, suck out their brains, and call the procedure love. And anyone who doesn't support brutally murdering children hates women. Perhaps the Netflix CEO was right. Perhaps in 2020 America, there are no standards anymore. The Bible describes the people who have rejected God. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do those very things, but also approve of those who practice them. America is in trouble. As we approach Election Day, I would encourage you to, first of all, get your heart right with God. There's a Bible verse that may be familiar to you, but it's incredibly important. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, unquote. God loves you, and he wants you to be reconciled to him. And after your heart is right with God, please pray for your country, that God will forgive us for the evil we have made part of our culture. The title of this episode is The End of the World or Just Another Presidential Election. We're going to find out fairly soon. Reviews. Today I'd like to recommend a book to you that I've recommended before. Now I don't normally repeat recommendations, but I do so today for a reason. Our society is coming apart at the seams. Riots, cancel culture, name-calling, news organizations, lies, violence, people refusing to interact with others, even family members and former friends, because they are from an unacceptable group or have unacceptable beliefs. The book I'm recommending to you is called Defying Hitler by Sebastian Hafner. The book describes the experiences of a young man who lived in Germany almost 100 years ago. Now, I know that's ancient history for many of you, but it was an important time period. 
It was during that time the Nazis came to power and would lead the world into wars that would cost tens of millions of lives. Please read that book and look for the similarities to our culture and our society today. Cancel culture is not new with us. Back in the times of the 1930s, being removed from radio or TV or the entertainment world could also mean imprisonment or death. Virtue signaling was not just wearing a BLM logo. It meant giving the Nazi salute to any passing brown shirt or risking the consequences. You were told what you could talk about, who you could talk to, who you could associate with. See if you recognize where those actions and ideas lead and decide if you really want to be a part of such a movement. I'm going to put a link to the book in the show notes. And I am an Amazon associate, so I receive a commission if you purchase the product by clicking on that link. If you don't want me to receive the commission, just go to the Amazon website on your own. Before I go, I'd like to share a blessing with you from the Old Testament. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. Numbers 6, 24-26 Until the next time, be the reason someone smiles today. Today.